Well, I get your Bibles this morning and turn with me in your New Testaments to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, back many, many moons ago when I first came to Freedom Baptist Church, one of the things that needed to be done here was to do some work in, in the missions program of our church. And at the time when I came, all the missions was coming out of general fund. Uh, people did not specifically necessarily give to missions unless they wanted to give a special gift to a particular missionary or whatever. And uh, so I, I, I saw an opportunity to, to uh, teach us how to together uh, give to missions. And what I'm preaching on this morning is basically just, it has to do with giving to others. This is beyond the tithe. Honestly, if you're not tithing, this isn't for you. And, and by the way, if you're not tithing, you're, you're a robber, you're a thief. Uh, I don't say that, God says that. He says, you've, you've robbed me from tithes and offerings. And so it's important to, to tithe. Tithe is just giving back to God what's his anyway in the first place. The Bible says the tithe is the Lord's. said that back in the Old Testament and never rescinded it. So, uh, but what we're talking about is giving over and above. And, uh, in fact, in this, in this particular chapter, it's called the grace of, it's called the, the giving is called a grace. And that's what we're looking at this morning is the grace of giving. And... Uh, uh, for, oh, I don't know, somewhere between four and six weeks, I just kind of buried myself in two, in two chapters of the Bible, in, in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I read them over and over and over and over and over again and, and learned uh, some things about what our giving ought to be like and what grace giving is and what we'll be, uh, what we'll be uh uh, promoting during the missions conference is grace purpose missions giving, which is is giving as a man purposeth in his heart and giving by the grace of God to to take care of of um, missionaries and ministries around the world. But uh, Paul was was speaking to the Corinthian to the Corinthian believers, and he was ch- basically what this is, is this is a challenge. He's giving a challenge to the Corinthian church. Uh, about about their giving and uh, and what grace giving is and then how they ought to do it. So with that in mind, let's all stand together. And if your neighbor doesn't have a Bible, please allow them to look on with you. Let's read in in uh, uh, Second Corinthians chapter eight. Let's read verses one through six. It says, moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded under the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they were willing of themselves, praying with us, uh, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And they did this, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God, insomuch that we desired Titus, and, and as, as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we pray that you would calm our hearts and help us to focus 
um, the Word of God this morning in an area that I believe is an extremely important area in the life of a Christian, and that's the area of giving. And you've told us that giving is one of the graces, and uh, it's something that we ought to grow in. Uh, Your Word tells us that we ought to grow in grace. So one of the areas of grace that we ought to grow in is in the area of giving. And Lord, you've told us that where our treasure is, there will our heart be also. And it's a, a giving is just a tremendous indicator of where we are spiritually, of where our heart is and where our desires are. We pray, Lord, that you would teach us some things this morning, that you would convict our hearts of some things this morning. And uh, we pray, Lord, that uh, our hearts would be open to you. I ask God that, uh, that you just push me off to the side. Lord, I don't want anything I say or anything I think or anything I do to hinder the message from the Word of God this morning. I pray, God, that you would have, have a complete control this morning over my lips and over each and every one of our hearts and ears. And that God will be careful to thank you and praise you for what you do this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said, Amen. You may be seated. Paul's talking to the Corinthian church, and understand what the Corinthian church is. If you go to 1 Corinthians, you'll find that church was riddled with problems. And in fact, the the first epistle is really a reprimand just over and over and over again of stuff that they had to get taken care of. And if you were to just categorize the church at Corinth in, in just one word, I think the appropriate word would be carnal. It was just a fleshly carnal, uh, you know, a self-absorbed church is what it was. Now, they, they heeded some of his warnings, and they heeded some of his rebukes. And in 2 Corinthians, it's, it's, a, it's a different kind of book. It's not just, you know, one tongue lashing after another after another. It's uh, really uh, it's, it's encouraging them to, to do right and challenging them. And one of the areas where he challenges them is in the area of giving. Um, I think in, in a lot of ways we have, because of the country we live in, because of the, the way God has been so good to us, and, and we, we live really so opulently here in America, we have a tendency to go the same way that the, that the Corinthians went. And it, it, there's a temptation, we were talking about this a little bit in Sunday school this morning, just to become self-absorbed, you know, it's all about me. Well, it's not all about me. It's not all about you. It's about, it's about Jesus Christ first. It's about others, and it's about getting people the gospel of Christ. That's what it's all about. And so what he does is he takes, uh, he takes uh, the Macedonian churches that were going through difficulty and going through trouble, and yet were better givers overall, than the Corinthian church was. And so he used them as an example and showed them how to do it right. And this, this whole chapter, but particularly the verses that we're going to look at this morning, verses 1 through 15, uh, have to do with the grace of giving and just exactly what it is. First of all, first characteristic of the grace of giving is that it's evident when, when we give even during difficult times and difficult circumstances. Look down at verse 2. It says, How that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded under the riches of their liberality. So the, the, the indication here is that 
the Corinthian church was doing much better financially than the Macedonian churches were doing, and yet the Macedonian churches were giving better than the Corinthian church was. And they weren't, they weren't uh, trying to help the poor saints. They weren't trying to help the ministries. They weren't trying necessarily to help the Apostle Paul like the Macedonian churches did. And they were in, in fact, the Bible says they were in deep poverty. I, I find two, two phrases that uh, almost seem contradicting, but they're not, but, but they, they seem that way. It, it's uh, deep poverty and then abundant joy. It says they were in deep poverty, but they were in abundant joy. That tells me that they didn't let their circumstances get them down. They kept their eyes on the Savior. They kept their eyes on, on Jesus Christ, and they looked to Him for grace and strength to get through it. They, yes, they had, and they, didn't, they weren't just poor. They didn't just have poverty. The Bible says they had deep poverty. But even in their deep poverty, they had abundant joy. And it was seen, and it was seen through their giving. And it says that they gave, they didn't just give, they gave liberally. Now that's, that's where a Bible-believing American Christian can be a liberal, okay? You can be a liberal in your giving. Uh, not in your politics, I wouldn't go that way. But you can be, you can be a liberal in your giving. And in fact, we ought to be liberal in our giving. In other words, they were excited about giving and they were looking for opportunities to do so. Economic depression did not stop them from giving. Now, I am sure that it did uh, make a difference in, into how much. Uh, obviously, if you have more, you can give more. If you have less, you, 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 you can't give as much because you've got other things you have to take care of and responsibilities you have to fulfill. I understand all that. But economic depression didn't stop them. And, and, and their fervency for giving did not vacillate with the times. If they had tough times, they, they, they were still fervent for giving. If they had good times, they were fervent for giving. Thing didn't, didn't, uh, didn't vacillate. Now, your ability to give might vacillate. I understand that. Uh, there, you know, when, when my, my wife and I first got married, and really even, I'll even say in the first 10 years of our marriage, we were, we were pinching pennies. I mean, we really were. And not that we don't do some of that today, we do, but not as much as we did back then. And, uh, uh, you know, we, we didn't have as much to give back then as what we have today. And, uh, and, and, and I'm, I'm thankful for the ups and I'm thankful for the downs. I learned things when, when I didn't have much. I've learned things when, uh, learned things when you have more. But, but the point is, when it comes to your fervency, and when it comes to the, the, uh, the intensity of wanting to be able to be a blessing and wanting to be able to give, that shouldn't, shouldn't, should not uh, uh, vacillate. The question I want to ask you is this. When it comes to, to missions giving, giving to, to missions, and particularly giving to missions at, at Freedom Baptist Church, and it's going out around the world, uh, one of the things that I have noticed recently, and I think there's several, several reasons for it, and I'm, I'm not ragging on anybody uh, by, by making this comment, but our missions has dropped, and the, the missions giving is not today what it was a year ago. 
and uh, it, 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 has, it has changed somewhat. And so I'd like to challenge you with something. Is missions giving a large, a small, a medium, or a non-existent part of your budget? Now, I'm not going to ask you to fill out cards, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I would never do that. It's personal. It's between you and God. But what part does missions have? I hope that through our missions conference and through, through uh, us praying for our missionaries and having missionaries come in, I hope that you are challenged to make it a bigger part of your budget than possibly what it is today. I, I find, you know, th there's all kinds of statistics out there, and I'm not going to bore you with the statistics, but I, I, I remember years ago I read that most Christians who have a pet spend more money on their dog food than they do on missions. You know, honestly, that's a travesty. That really is. And, uh, and up until recently, we didn't have a dog, so I always liked hearing those statistics because they never applied to me. But, uh, <laughs> and, and would use those often. Uh, but but, the, but the, no, the point is, is that there ought to be a fervency there. There ought to be a desire. Um, do, do you have a desire to do more for God with your money than, than, than you've done in years past? I, I know we're, we're hitting a touchy subject here. Uh, we're, you know, we're hitting, we're hitting in the pocketbook. But again, Jesus said, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And uh, so it's, it, it is an important subject. Another thing about, about uh, grace giving is it's evident when we give willingly. Look down at verses 3 and 4. It says, for to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. Now, in verse 4, what he's saying is, they begged us to take the money. They, 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 they wanted to help our ministry. They wanted to uh, uh, give it to us so that we could also pass it on to others that were in even greater need than what they were in. They, they begged us. You know, we've got it backwards today. Uh, we have a tendency to... to uh, uh, beg to, to get rather than to beg to give. And we ought to be so eager to want to give that, that, uh, that we would, we'd be looking for opportunities to be able to give and to help others. And I love this, this phrase that's found in, in, uh, in, verse, uh, in verse 3. It says, Beyond their power, they were willing of themselves says beyond their power they they, they didn't they didn 't just give what they had they gave by faith and and they were trusting god I, I believe these folks again they were in poverty they were having problems they were having difficulties and yet they gave in spite of all that stuff and just trusted God to get them through um, giving should be eager. And it should be something you get eager about. It should, it should be something that you eagerly anticipate. And you ought to look at giving. Giving is, is not something that all of us just have to do, so you better get your act together. That's not it. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. You know what we are? We, we sing a song. 
And this, this is true in all areas of life, but it's, it's particularly true in, in the area of giving. We sing a song around here called Channels Only Blessed Master. But with all thy wondrous power flowing through us, thou canst use this every day and every hour. When it comes to giving, that's what we are. We're channels. And God blesses us so that we can be a blessing to others. It's not just for us. And obviously, you have to use it to pay bills. You have to use it to take care of your family. I understand that. I wouldn't take a, a, a bit of that away. But the whole reason why we're given what we're given is so that we can be a blessing to others and so that we can be proper channels. Another uh, aspect of, of, uh, of uh, giving grace Look down in verse 5. It says, And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. Uh, grace giving is, is, is evident when we, when we first give ourselves to God and others. He said the, the, the starting point, and boy, I want to I sit here and camp here for just a minute. The starting point when it comes to giving to missions God doesn't want your wallet first. He wants you. He wants every single ounce of you. We had a missions conference uh, oh, quite a few years ago. It was back when uh, we were supporting a missionary who has since gone home to be with the Lord. His name is Nick Bickish. And Brother Bickish was a missionary to Alaska. He's kind of a rough and tumble guy, but I enjoyed him a lot. And... Uh, he preached a message one night, and some of you are going to remember this message because some of you responded to it. And uh, he took a, I think it was a hula hoop he got, and he put it down on the floor, and he said, that hula hoop represents an offering plate. He says, and you stand in that circle, and you're giving yourself wholly, fully to God First, whatever he wants, wherever he wants you to go, whatever he wants you to do with your money, uh, what, whatever he commands you, you'll be willing to do it. That was honestly probably one of the best missions conferences we've ever had. We, we saw that uh, there was a lot of people who came down and stepped in that hoop. And, uh, and I don't think they just stepped in the hoop. I, knowing the people that did it and, and watching them, uh, they, they really meant it with their heart. And... Uh, uh, what I noticed happened is two things. Number one, our missions that year went up at a greater percentage than, than ever went up before. And then number two, so did our regular offerings. And you say, how do you explain that? I don't. <laughs> I don't even try. I just know this, that God knows how to take care of us. And all God's people said, he does. He really does. You know, he can manage my, my money a whole lot better than I can. And uh, he can take care of things uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff a whole lot better, better than I can. And uh, grace giving is first and foremost a giving of the heart. It says that they, they, they first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us, and it's all by the will of God. So first they said, God, whatever you would have us to do for you, we're willing to do it. And then secondly, they says, God, whatever you'd have us to do for others, we're willing to do it. When you have that kind of heart, listen, uh, you don't have to preach, I don't think. You, have, you don't have to preach a lot about give your wallet to God. 
You just need to pray, give your heart to God. Give your life to God. Give your will to God. And you know what? When he's got those things, he's got your wallet, he's got your house, he's got your car, he's got, he's got everything you own, he's got your family. You know what our problem is? We hold things back. We hold things back. We'll say, okay, God, you can have everything but. And, and again, remember, these Macedonian churches sacrificed so that they could give to others. And so they give to the cause of Christ. It was, it was a sacrifice. But God was first. And so that, that made it easy for them. And they, it also caused them to have that excitement and that, that enthusiasm when it comes to giving. If you give yourself to God, you'll give yourself to others. If, if God, God has, has your will and has your life and has your actions and has your heart, then it'll be easy for him to get you to give to others. And, and, and this is what I was saying earlier, that really a missions conference, and I'm, I'm looking forward to our missions conference, because if it's done right, a missions conference should be a revival. It should be a time when we die to self and say, God, you've got it all. You've got it all. And when that, when that takes place in our hearts and in our lives, then revival takes place. Another, another uh, characteristic of, of uh, grace giving. Look down in verse 6 through 8. It says, Insomuch that we desired Titus, that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence and in your love to us, See that ye abound in this grace also. I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. Verse 9 says, For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Um, Grace giving is, is, uh, is evident when our, when our giving is motivated by love. Uh, first of all, obviously love for God, but secondly, love for others and love for the works. Um, boy, if, if, you have, if you have never been on any kind of a missions trip, I'm going to really encourage you to look over the next two to three years and look for... Uh, look for a trip that you, could, that you could be a part of. When I say a missions trip, uh, you know, we've, we've, done, we, we've done some things where we've gone to help people uh, more locally at home. But you need to get out of the United States. And, I don't, and, and don't get me wrong, sorry, Hart, I don't mean anything negative here, but uh, I, not to Canada, okay? Go to some other country where they don't have it like we've got it. And, uh, uh, you know, go to some place like Belize. Go to some place like the Ukraine. Uh, you know, I had the privilege. My very first missions uh, trip was over to Russia. I saw Poland, I saw Belarus, and I saw Russia. God bless America. Uh, you know, we've got a wonderful country. But I, can I tell you something? It did something to my heart. It just did. I remember... I remember getting on a train 
and uh, getting ready to, to ride out of Chibuksari, which was the city we had the campaign in, and go back down to Belarus. And I got in the, the, the train, and nobody was talking. I don't know why. I guess we were just all in deep contemplation about some things. And um, there really wasn't a good local church there. Really wasn't. I don't know if there's one there today. And so when, and the Lord impressed this on my heart, when we rode the rail out of town, the truth rode the rail out of town because we were the channels that God used to get the truth to Chibok. Sorry, and there really wasn't a good church in that area to continue that work. Man, I just, my, my eyes just flowed with tears. And if you, if you know me, I'm, I'm, not like, I'm not like some of you. I don't cry easily. I just don't. Uh, but I, I just wept. What had happened? I had fallen in love with some people. I had a... I had a, a an Orthodox priest come up to me during the during the meetings, and and I had I had witnessed to him. Uh, and in fact, uh, he and I talked afterwards, and he asked me a whole bunch of questions. And he said, uh, he said, David, you have troubled my soul. Well, it wasn't me that was troubling his soul. I knew that it was the Holy Spirit of God that was getting all over him. Man, that was a blessing. But man, I I I, I, I just fell in love with those folks. Um, it's evident when our giving is, is motivated by love and when it's just motivated by duty. I, I hope that during this missions conference coming up that you will go beyond the duty thing and, and do it because you have a real desire in your heart. You have a real desire in your heart because you have a real love there. Their love was proved by their giving. And, and, and in that passage, he says that we ought to abound in this grace. He says, giving's a grace. And particularly, this is, a, this is missions giving, the giving to others. And it's a, it, it is a grace just like any other grace. In other words, you can't do it in your own strength. You can't do it in your own power. Grace is the supernatural resources, power, and ability from God to do God's will. And so we need the grace of God in order to, to, uh, to give the way that God would have us to give. Um, you know, if I, I was to uh, ask a question and ask you, how many of you love God? Uh, I think every hand probably in the place would go up. How many of you love souls? How many of you love missions? How many of you love the, the, uh, the opportunities that we have as a church to get the gospel out around the world? But it's easy to raise your hand. You know how you prove it? You prove it through giving. And that's, that's exactly what he said in verse 8. He says, I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. Now, he said the forwardness of others. He was talking about Macedonia. Now, the truth is, again, Macedonia had less, but they were given better than the, the, than the, the, the church at Corinth. And it's, it, it's because they did, they, those Macedonian folks loved God better than the Corinthian folks loved God. Now, they were starting to get their heart right, and they were starting to do a turn 
But they were so wrapped up in themselves. And again, we are in that day and age. And if you don't think you're there, if you don't think you're tempted by it, I think you are absolutely, completely deluded. We are a self-centered, self-absorbed group of people. We are. That, that's just a tendency. And the blessing of missions, the let of some stuff. I, I sat down. I did this last night. I sat down. And I don't, I don't do this a lot. But every now and then I do this. And, uh, and, I, and I, I took how much we, my wife and I give to missions every, every week and multiply it times 52. And then divided it by 12. And I looked at the figure. And I went, whoa. You know, I could do this with that and this with that and this with that. And, and I could. There's all kinds of... I don't have to give that money. I, I really don't. I don't have to. Uh, tithe? Tithe isn't mine. Tithe is the Lord's. Got to give that to God. But I was looking at that thing and saying, you know what? I don't want to. I'm glad. It's a privilege to be able to do that. That's where our heart needs to be. I, you know, to tell you that my heart's always there? No, it's not. I struggle with that thing just like you do. But you know what? Letting go of some of that stuff and sacrificing like that, you know what it does? It... it, it it resets your affections. And it causes you to not be so tied up with ourselves as it is tied up with others. And that, that really goes right to the next point. Look down in verse, look in verse 9. It says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Grace giving is evidence when we give sacrificially. And, and the example that's given is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was in heaven. Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ felt no pain up there. Jesus Christ uh, never got tired, never got hungry, never got, got wearied. Never. He's God. He left that form, came down, took on human form. He was the fullness of the Godhead bodily, in the body of Christ. And, and uh, uh, he came down, he gave up all of that. When he went to the cross, listen, you say, well, he, well, he had to go to the cross for, to pay for our sins. No, he didn't. He could have let us all die and go to hell. And you know what? Not a one of us could argue to him. Not a one of us. You know why he did it? He did it because he loved you. He did it because he loved me. For God so loved the world. That's the kind of love that motivates us to give sacrificially. That motivates us to give up one thing or another or to say, if, if I give to missions, I can't have this. If I, if I give to missions, I won't have that. You know what? I'd rather have somebody get the gospel than I would to have that thing, because that thing's going to rot someday. That, that, uh, that, that uh, trip that I'm going to take is, is, is only going to be for a couple of weeks, and then it's gone. I'm not saying don't go on trips. I'm not saying don't buy, buy things for, your, for yourself, for families. I'm saying this. What are you giving up so that others can get the gospel? 
you know, I'm giving up a bag of dog food a week. Oh, whoopee-ding. Uh, you know, uh, look, look for a way to sacrifice in your own personal hearts and, and lives so that the gospel can go out and, and do so with, with, a, with a cheerful heart. Now, again, if you love God the way you're supposed to love God, that stuff's a given. You don't have to be cajoled. You know, I, I, I'm convinced the reason why we have to be we have to be reminded to read our Bibles. We have to re- be reminded to pray. We have to have messages on witnessing. We have to have mes- messages on being kind one to another. We, you, know, you know why we've got to have all that stuff? Because our love slips. Bottom line, the love slips. And when the love slips, we need a good solid kick. And, and when my love for God and others is where it ought to be, a lot of that stuff just kind of takes care of itself. I mean, it really does. Uh, and that's, that's true in the area of giving. Uh, you know, when was the last time you gave up anything in order for somebody else to get the gospel? And, and, and I've noticed this. I've noticed that people that give sacrificially also get involved in other areas. And usually, people that don't get involved in other areas don't give sacrificially either. Here's another, here's another thing about, uh, about grace giving. Look at verse 10. It says, And herein I give my advice, for this is expedient for you who have begun before not only to do but also to be forward a year ago. It's something that we should grow in. We should grow in the grace of giving. Now, does that mean every single year? And some people believe this. Some people preach this. Every single year, you better be giving more to missions this year than you gave last year. Well, maybe. And in, in, in a lot of cases, probably so. And for many years, that's exactly what I did. Not because I was told that, but because I wanted to do that. Sometimes you'll want to do that, but you can't. Okay, how about your fervency? Has that grown? How about your desire? Has that grown? How about your willingness to, to sacrifice? Has that grown? You see, the grace of giving is all involved in all of those things. And we ought to be growing. We ought to be, listen, you ought to be a better giver. I'm not talking amount. I'm talking about you ought to be a better giver. You ought to be a more cheerful giver. You ought to be a more enthusiastic giver this year than you were a year ago. And if God has given you more, you ought to be given more. That, that's simple. Uh, I, I think a lot of it's percentage. Look, look what Jesus said about the widow who brought her might. You know that all these, these guys were, were putting all kinds of big, big amounts of money into the, offering, into the uh, offertory, and she come along with just a little old mite. That's all she had. That was everything. She dumped that in, and Jesus looked at the, other, at the, you know, the big money bucks, the daddy war bucks of, of, of that time, and said, said, you know what? She gave more than you did. The only way you could give as much as she gives is if you gave it all. You know, we ought to, we ought to constantly be looking for, you know, we, 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 want to, we say, well, we ought to grow in love and we ought to grow in our witnessing. How about growing in giving? That's grace. And it says we're supposed to grow in grace. Look down in, in verse 11. It says, now therefore perform the doing of it, 
that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which ye have. It's, it's, it's evidenced by doing not just desire. Not just, not just saying, this is what I'd like to do. Do something. Do something. So, you know, it's like, it, and I've said this here just recently, it's like somebody says, man, if I had a million dollars, you know what I'd do with it? I don't even care. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. You know why? Because you ain't got a million bucks. <laughs> I want to know, what are you doing with the five bucks that's in your pocket? What are you doing with the paycheck that comes next Thursday? What, what are you doing, not with what you wish you had, what are you doing with what you've got? Are you sacrificing? Are you, are you giving out of love? Are you giving cheerfully? Are you giving worth rejoicing? It's evidenced by what we do. And then the last thing, and I'm done, verses 12 through 15, says, For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. For I mean not that other men be eased and ye burdened, but by an equality that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, that their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there may be equality. As it is written, he that hath gathered much had nothing over, and he that had gathered little had no lack. Grace giving comes from a willing mind. We've got to have a willing mind. We've got to, it, it has to do with a mindset. And we're going to give, uh, we are to give according to as God has given to us. And uh, you are responsible not for what you don't have, but you're responsible for what you do have. And by the way, just take your, your Bibles and turn over just a page or two. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I don't even have to turn the page. 2 Corinthians 10, look, look at verse 12. And I, though this is not in the context, it definitely applies to the area of giving. In verse 12 it says, For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Don't compare your giving to somebody else's. You might, be, you might make less than somebody else, and God may want you to give more than they give. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Uh, the, the, the bottom line is this. You're, you and I are accountable not to each other for our giving. We're accountable to God. And that's why I make a big deal... Uh, when we have our, our missions conference, it'll go Saturday through Wednesday. And we're going to be giving everybody a grace purpose missions giving card, which will allow you, it'll be two cards uh, 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 joined by a perforation. You, you, you split them. You keep one card to be a reminder. You put another card in the, in the offering plate. There's no place for a name. I don't want your name. Here's, here's really what, and I don't, e I don't even necessarily care about the figure. We take the figure with a grain of salt. Usually around here, we end up getting more than what's even on the cards. But, but here's, here's my point, and quite frankly, that's different than most churches. In most churches, it's the other way around. But, but here's my point. Here's what, here's what I want. And here's, I believe because this is what God wants. He wants, 
He wants you to purpose in your heart before Him. And we don't do this on Wednesday night. We don't do this on Tuesday night. We don't, we don't do it on, on that. We, we, we give you from Wednesday to Sunday, the next Sunday, to pray about it. We say, hey, pray about this thing. Uh, get a figure from God. Go to God. With all these, you know, with all these elements of grace giving in your heart, go to God and find out what he'd have you to do. But that comes with a willing heart. Don't compare yourself with somebody else. What God wants somebody else to do isn't necessarily what God wants you to do. You're accountable to God for what he has given to you to be a steward over. What are you doing with that which God has given to you, which he's entrusted you with? Are you a good steward? Can I tell you one of the reasons why a lot of Christians don't give Commissions like maybe God would have them to give. You know why? They can't. You know why? Because they got such a large credit card bill. Because they have such a large indebtedness, and you fill in the blank, whatever it might be. I'm not saying it's 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 always wrong to go in debt. I, I'm not saying that at all. But watch it. I mean, I, I know. I, I've heard that the average household has something like $13,000 in, in America. Average household. $13,000 of credit card bills. Really? Do you realize what kind of interest you're paying on those suckers? I mean, wah! And you know what? That's, that's not being used for missions. <laughs> I mean, that, 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 that extra money isn't going to go to help get the gospel out. I'll guarantee you it'll go to help fill some rich man's pocket. But uh, we, are, we are to be good stewards of the things that God has given to us, and we need to ask ourselves, what are we doing with what God has entrusted us with? Uh, you, you're, you're accountable for how you spend your money. You're accountable for how you give your money. And those two things really show what our priorities are in our life. You know, do you look at your abundance as an opportunity to buy stuff? Or do you look at your abundance as an opportunity to give? Now, again, it's not wrong to buy stuff. I, you know, I understand that. And I'm not preaching against it. I'm just saying, what is your mindset? You know what most of our mindsets are? It's all about me. And if I have some left over, I'll give it to missions. How about if we just did it the other way around and said, it's all about God, it's all about others, it's all about missions, it's all about the gospel. If I have some left over, I can buy some stuff. Boy, that'd, be, that'd be a neat way to look at it. Uh, you know, uh, in, in America, we are, the, we are the rich in this world. Over in 1 uh, uh, Timothy chapter 6 and verse 17, it says, Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. That tells you right there as Americans what some of the temptations are that we have. We have a tendency to be high-minded. We have a tendency to trust in our money rather than to give. We need to be careful. We need to realize that we are the rich in this world. So I was reading through... The, the, the passage, verses 1 through 15, 
there were, there were several words that, that, that kind of just jumped out at me and that stick out and that show us the, the things that are, that, are, uh, that are necessary when it comes to grace giving. First word was liberality. Be generous in your giving. Second one was beyond their power. They didn't do it by their own power. They did it by the grace of God. They gave by faith, and they gave by God's grace. Then it says they gave themselves to the Lord and unto us. That, I, I'm convinced that's where it all starts. And it starts right there. Does God have all of you? And when I say all of you, I don't mean every one of you. I mean all of you, you. <laughs> you know, all of you. Uh, is he, or or is, are there areas? There's a, there was a, a track that was written, a track or a booklet. And uh, uh, I believe it was called your, uh, your, house, your House, God's Home, or something like that. And it, it likened uh, the inner man to a house. And uh, it, it was uh, somebody giving themselves to God, and he says, God, you've got it all. You've got the living room. You've got the kitchen. You've got the bedroom. You've got the hallway. You've got the, you know, you got the bathroom. You've got the den. You've got the, the garage. You've got it all. And in the, in the pamphlet, Jesus comes down the hall and goes to a closet and says, what about this one? Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, Lord. <laughs> if I were you, I wouldn't open that one. Well, why not? Haven't you given this to me too? Well, <clears throat> you don't want to see what's in there, Lord. Well, the truth of the matter is he already knows what's in there. And the truth of the matter is we all have a tendency to grab a hold of something in our life and say, you can have most of it. And we draw a line in the sand and say, I'll go this far. Does God have you? And do others have you? And then, then it says abound in this grace also. It doesn't say just to do it. It says to abound in it. It says be forward a year ago. And then the last thing that caught my attention was a willing mind. You know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful I got a God who was willing to give up everything when he didn't have to and come down to this earth and shed his blood and die for me. He died a horrible death. He died a an absolutely terrible death. But he didn't do that grudgingly. He did that because he knew that if, if, we, if, if, if he did not die for our sins, we would not have a means to go to heaven. You know what? If we, if we don't give the way God would have us to give, the bottom line is people will die and go to hell. Now, the, the, the whole motivating thing is what Jesus did for us ought to motivate us to do it for him and for others. And it, you may be here this morning, and you, you may not be saved. You don't know for sure. You're not absolutely positive. If you're to die today, you go to heaven. In the passage that we read, said that Christ paid it all. He did it all for you. He died on the cross. You can have that salvation in him if you just simply realize you're a sinner on your way to hell and the only way you can go to heaven is by putting all your faith and trust in him. If you are saved this morning, one of the things that God wants you to do is grow in grace, 
and particularly in the grace of giving. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, I'm thankful that uh, there is <laughs> there's really nothing in this book that you don't touch and hit that's important in our lives. And one of the things that you address is the area of giving. You've taken a whole two chapters, really, in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, and talked over and over and over again about the importance and about the fact that giving is a grace. We can't do it in our own strength. We can't do it in our own power, just like anything else. Without you, we can do absolutely nothing. But Lord, uh, first and foremost, we've got to give ourselves to you. I pray that you speak to hearts this morning. This is one of those messages where it could be a myriad of things that you could be touching hearts about. It might have to do with their spending. It might have to do with indebtedness. It might have to do with, uh, with uh, just their proper stewardship and not giving what you'd have them to give. It might have to do with them just giving themselves. It could be anything. It might have to do with their love for others and their, their love for the gospel. Lord, I pray that you get a hold of our hearts this morning. You know, uh, you, 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 you made it very, very clear that we had to have a willing mind. It has to do with the mindset. So get a hold of our mindset today and help us sur surrender it to you. Bless this invitation. Please have your will. Please have your way. May there be no one here that will fight you, but as you tap on their heart's door, they'd say, okay. I'll get that taken care of. I'll get it settled, whether it be an issue in the Christian life or whether it just be trusting Christ as their personal Savior. And, I, Lord, you'll get all the honor and you'll get all the glory for every decision that's made for you. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's all stand again.